Welcome to Testimonies with Tiffany, the podcast that is sure to challenge and grow your faith. Join me as we hear personal testimonies from ordinary people having radical encounters with Jesus. Together, we'll learn the power of believing God and His Word. I hope it inspires you to look at how God is showing Himself faithful in your life and challenges you to step out and testify. Welcome back to Testimonies with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Tombray. Today is episode 40. We are almost to 50 episodes with Testimony with Tiffany, and I am, again, just amazed at God that here we are, 40 testimonies about the faithfulness of God. As I was thinking about this episode and what the Lord would have me share, I at first I was just like, I have no idea. I feel like I've shared all my testimonies. And, and I began to like, just have a conversation with the Lord. Like, I thought that you wanted me to do this podcast. I thought that you were going to be faithful to keep bringing me people and interviews. And as I laid there, I began to hear my father speak to me. And he, he said, he said a bunch of things, but the, the most profound thing that I took away from my conversation with the Lord is that oftentimes if we don't have a big testimony, we won't, we won't talk about our father. We won't boast in our father. And I began to think over the last few weeks of all the ways that God has shown me or my family his faithfulness. And it literally brings me to tears at day in and day out, how God has shown up and shown himself faithful and the little things and the little mundane things and, and things with my children and, and little prayer requests, things on my heart, how God has shown up and he's answered. And so I felt this morning that I needed to just share some of the, some of the things that I've seen God be faithful in every day and and maybe you're listening right now and and you're you're wondering like yeah I don't have a testimony or I don't know how God show me he's faithful I would encourage you to just take some time and to begin to just reflect on your week on your on yesterday on the last 24 hours even and begin to just search your heart what what have you been asking God for and and how has he how has he came through how can you boast in your father in the little things see it's not just about God showing up in the big things when i was laying there thinking about what i could share or or you know god i, I don't i don't feel like i have this crazy big testimony to share it was then that god began to correct me and was like but what about he began to bring things back to my remembrance. Well, what about this yesterday? And what about this yesterday? And what about this two days ago? And what about last week when I did this? And so I just want to encourage you that that God is showing up and to take some time and to, and to reflect on what he's done. And um, it's, you know, in the Bible, they had the stones called Ebenezer stones, and they were stones of remembrance. And we have Ebenezer stones all throughout our week. It's just about, are we taking time to reflect on it? Are we taking time to give God the glory due and to thank Him even in the little things? And so 
I wanted to share a few things, um, but before we get started, I do want to talk about the next few episodes I'm pretty excited about. I have some pretty special guests going to be on. Um, I, spoil alert, I'm going to have some youth on, um, some youth that have recently just went to a youth camp in Florida and just how God wrecked their world. And and also, you know, it, it was so encouraging to hear their testimonies this weekend because, you know, I think a lot of people have given given up hope on the younger generations. They've just kind of wrote them off and and you know what? I want to be a voice that says God has not given up on the generations and God is faithful through the generations and God is stirring up his spirit of boldness and he's pouring out his spirit on the on the younger generations and they're moving in a direction in pursuit of him, in love with him, crazy faith in him. And so I would encourage you to to hang with me and, and, and be here next week and in the following weeks as um the testimonies drop from these youth and and you can see for yourself just what God is doing. It's it's really encouraging. But for today's episode, I I wanna I have a list of some things as, as I was just sitting on um what God has been doing lately just in my life to encourage you to look in your own life and to see what what God's been doing in yours, how he's been answering prayers, how has he been moving, how has he been the solution to your problems. And so um, I want to start off with last week, uh, I have a seven, a five, a three, and a one-year-old. And um, my three-year-old, just every Sunday when he goes into Sunday school or leading up to it, he just has a breakdown and um, I think it has to do with a little bit of separation anxiety with me. I'm just being away from me. I am a stay-at-home mom. I'm with my kids. The majority of their of their wake being awake and um, going to bed. And so they, mommy, they know me. They love me. They they're with me. And uh, Zeph, our three-year-old, he just really wrestles, and we have to pray through it with him, and we have to bless his spirit and. And those sort of things. And so last week was vacation Bible school. And me being raised Southern Baptist, I loved going to vacation Bible school. Baptist put on a great vacation Bible school. I'm not saying other denominations do or don't. But I was raised in the Baptist church. And I just remember loving vacation Bible school. I remember loving everything about it and looking forward to it every summer. And so... um. My children do a few vacation Bible schools over the summer, and uh, the very first one was last week at a local church uh, not too far from our home, and so I knew that Benaiah, my oldest, would be okay. I knew Samuel, my middle child, would be okay, but Zeph was the one I was worried about, and I had thought to myself when I signed him up, if I don't sign him up and I drop his brothers off, he'll be upset, but if I sign him up and make him go, he's going to be upset. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to sign him up. And if he doesn't go, it's too hard for him. I'll look at it as an offering to that church. Um, because this certain vacation Bible school, you had to pay a certain fee. It was a three days, all day camp, and they fed him and all of the things. So leading up to Zev going to VBS, I was praying pretty hard the, the probably two or three days prior. Um 
And so I was just encouraging him and I kept bringing it up. You're going to go to church camp. You're going to learn about Jesus. You're going to have fun food, play games, all the things. So eight o'clock rolls around. We pull up into the parking lot. There's no tears, which is a miracle in and of itself. Because usually Sunday school, the drive there, he's crying. So here we are. We're in the parking lot. And Zephy's still smiling and he's happy. And I'm just like praising Jesus in my heart. I'm just thanking God. So we get out and we drop Samuel off and then we drop Benaiah off and Samuel's the, and Zeph's the last one to go in. And there was a few tears, but he, the teacher took him and brought him over to the toys and, you know, I snuck out. And so, you know, I waited the next hour. Was I going to get a phone call? Come pick him up. He won't stop crying. And through this whole time, I'm just praying and I'm thanking God and 12 o'clock rolls around and I go to pick up Zeph and he's all smiles and the teacher gives me a good report and we are just praising God the whole way home because you see the few days leading up to it, I kept telling Zeph, Zeph, Jesus is going to make you brave. And one thing I've been trying to instill in my kids is you can have a conversation with Jesus. Even my three-year-old, you can talk to Jesus. If you're scared, you talk to him. If you're sad, you talk to him. If you need to be courageous, you talk to him. And so the two days leading up to VBS, me and Zephy would just talk to Jesus and ask Jesus to make him brave. And I would remind him, hey, you're brave in Christ. You can do all things through Christ. And so we got to just celebrate. Day two rolls around, same thing. We roll up in there. There was a few tears and I just reminded him of who he was in Christ. Who are you in Christ? You're, you're brave. You can do hard things. And Jesus is going to meet you. And it's going to be fun. And he's going to help you. I get a good report from the teacher when I go to pick him up. Day three, no tears. He is just ecstatic. He goes in. He's happy. It was absolutely beautiful. His teacher just praised him for being so brave and and that there were no tears and and that she was just so proud of him. And so I saw the faithfulness of God in my three-year-old with helping him and making him brave. And um, it's such a beautiful thing when God shows his faithfulness to your children. There's really nothing like it. Um, It gets me very emotional because God loves your kids. God loves my kids more than I could, more than you could. And he desires to show his faithfulness to your kids, to my kids more than we do. And so it's just a beautiful thing. A few days later, Zeph got pretty sick. Uh, I went into his room and he was coughing a lot and I checked his fever. It was 103.6 and I sat down on the bed and I began to rub his head and down his arm, down his leg. And I began to just sing over him in the spirit just sing over him because see, I wanted to have fear, but God is working on me in this area of fear. I'm not gonna, I'm not a servant to fear. I'm a servant of faith. I'm not a servant of chaos. I'm a servant of peace. And I, um, I began to sing over him. And as I was singing over him in the spirit that I just, whatever song came out of my heart, I began to sing over him. And I, I laid my hands on him And I declared, Mark 16, these signs shall follow them that believe they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 
I begin to bless Zeph's spirit and call his spirit forth to rule and reign over his mind, will, and emotions. To I blessed his spirit to be at peace. And I begin to thank Jesus for the blood that speaks the better word. And shortly after that, his fever broke. And he never had fever again. And uh, he jumped up out of bed and he played with his brothers the rest of the day. God showing himself faithful to me and my child. And in fulfilling his word, Mark 16, I laid my hands on him. And because I believe in Christ, the, the signs that follow our sick bodies are healed. They recover. And so I just begin to thank God for his faithfulness that we didn't have to go to, to, you know, I didn't have to give him medicine or go to the doctor or I didn't have to live my day in fear because the Bible says that perfect love cast out all fear. And something I've been doing lately is when I f- can, when the Holy Spirit shows me fear, I have a discerning spirit and I realize, okay, this is fear. And fear wants me to hold its hand and go through my day. I ask the Lord to take his love and pierce that place, to drive that fear out. And I remind myself, I'm not a daughter of fear. I'm a daughter of faith. I'm a daughter whose God's love is perfect in me, and it cast out all fear. And so again, God just showing himself faithful. Faithful to me and faithful to my son, Zeph. Yesterday, um... Benaya had a dentist appointment. He's my seven-year-old. And uh, this is a day I had uh, not looked forward to for a few weeks. Um, he needed to have some fillings done. It was his first time. And one, I was dealing with mom guilt, and I should have been a better steward of my kid's teeth. And and then dealing with, like, the fear of how he's going to react to anesthesia and numbing stuff and the dentist, all the things. And I would just have to keep bringing it before the Lord. God, I thank you that you're going to make Beniah brave. God, I thank you that you're going to give him peace. God, I thank you that you're going to show him your grace is sufficient for him. See, God had to do something that me as his mom couldn't do. And that was give him a peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that guards his heart and his mind. God had to do something I couldn't do. God had to be his savior. God had to be his comfort in a way I could not. God had to give him grace in a way I didn't know how. And so we went in there and I talked to him on the way and I could tell in his countenance that he was starting to be fearful. And I just turned up the worship and sang and I talked to Benaiah, Benaiah, Jesus is going to make you brave. It's not going to hurt. God's going to be with you. God's God is faithful and we got in there, and, and he did great. He did absolutely great until the doctor hit a spot that wasn't fully numb, and Benai came up off that bed screaming, and the tears began, and he began to hyperventilate, and I just got up as the dentist was doing his thing, and his assistant was trying to calm Benai down, and I began to pray in the Spirit over Beniah. It just up underneath my breath, and I just began to brush his leg and I just began to say Benaya I bless your spirit to be at peace I bless your spirit to be at peace Benaya I bless your spirit to be at peace and I kept saying I just cried out to the Lord Jesus help him Jesus you have to help him help him calm down take the pain away and 
it was shortly after that that he just completely quit and was quiet. And so I, there again, God was just showing himself faithful. When when I don't know how to pray, I pray in the Spirit. When I don't know how to pray, I immediately begin to bless my spirit to be at peace because I want, we are called as children of God to be led by the Spirit, not by the flesh. And if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what that means, go to the book of Galatians and sit in it. And in Galatians, Paul talks a lot about not walking in the flesh, but walking by the Spirit. And when I'm reacting to a situation that is not godly, I'm walking in the flesh and not my spirit because my spirit is covered and my spirit communes with Holy Spirit. My spirit communes with Jesus. My spirit communes with God. My spirit recognizes what is right. But if my flesh is stronger than my spirit, the flesh is going to win. It's going to rule. And so I will begin to bless my spirit to rule and reign over my mind, will, and emotions. That my spirit will be at peace and then my flesh will follow. And so that's what I begin to do with Beniah is just to bless him. I bless you to be at peace, son. I bless you to be at peace. It was, it was beautiful. He calmed it down. I began to thank the Lord in my heart as the dentist finished what they needed to do shortly after that Benaiah was done. And, and again, God showing himself faithful. Was there moments that it was rocky and, you know, as a mom, you're like, oh my gosh, you don't, I don't want my son to be in pain. Yes. But what do we do in moments like that? What do we do in moments where it's hard and it doesn't feel good and it's uncomfortable and maybe you're even experiencing brokenness or pain? Those are the moments that matter the most in crying out to Jesus. Those are the moments when, yes, your flesh doesn't want to ask for help. Your flesh doesn't want to pray. Your flesh doesn't want to commune with God. But your spirit does. And your father does. And these are the moments that we have to press in and cry out. These are the moments that we have to say, I don't care how I feel right now. I'm going to worship my way through this until my feelings follow or I'm going to pray through this until my feelings follow. I'm going to just cry out to Jesus. And so I want to encourage you if you're listening and you're in a situation like that to just start singing to the Lord, to just start talking to him, even though you don't want to. And soon your flesh will be at peace and and it'll get easier and you'll be able to process and and um, allow the Lord to pour into you and to meet you in this brokenness and, and, and in this place. The Bible says in Matthew 5, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You can mourn in this place with Jesus. It's safe, and He will comfort you. Another little testimony I have is um, about a year ago now, we had moved into our new home. We've been in it about a year. And I will never forget bringing boxes in. My house was covered in boxes. And my three-year-old, which at the time was two, had been sat up on the bar by a family member. And he was given my MacBook laptop. It was fairly new, maybe six months to a year old. I had saved for that. It was a very special treasure to me. Why? Because it was a tool God gave me 
to use for ministry purposes. And so it is very special to me. I do lots of ministry on that. Um, I was walking in and putting boxes down when I turned around and my son had taken like a Route 44 drink, 44 ounces of soda and poured it all over my laptop. And yes, it fried. Six months later, I plugged it in and it would turn on, but that's about it. So, of course, I grieved this treasure of mine, but I I just, I let it go. You know, there's nothing I can do, God, but, but what I do know is your word, and your word says that what the enemy takes, you'll make him give back. And so, I just began to pray and ask the Lord to give me, you know, a new laptop. And um, so in, what, probably a month ago, yeah, a month ago, God provided finances for me to get a new laptop. My husband was in agreement. He wanted to bless me with a new laptop. Um, I I just uh, came out with my second book in case you... Um, maybe did not know, uh, me and my husband wrote our first book, A Closer Walk with Jesus, and it's a 30-day devotional, and we share stories of just experiences with God and testimonies of God, and then there's questions for you to ponder over and process with the Lord and application, and so we wrote that book in 2020, and I just came out with my second book, Praying and Declaring God's Word Through the Book of Proverbs. I'm currently working on a third book with a group of women in a Word of God journal line. And so a laptop is very valuable to me. And so my husband's like, yes, we need to get you a new one. So we order it and it says it's going to take like six or seven weeks to come in. We go on vacation next week and I just begin to ask the Lord, God, the the delivery date says it's going to come while we're on vacation. But I want to work while we're on vacation. I want to work on some writing that's due at the end of July for my third book. And God, I want to be able to write on our vacation. Please somehow expedite this laptop. Well, I got a charge on my bank account by Apple that I didn't recognize. So I call Apple. I'm like, look, I got this charge. We we figure it out that it's the insurance I paid for on my laptop. See, because the first laptop, I didn't have insurance. The second one, after realizing, okay, I have four kids, I probably should have insurance on this bad boy. So they took the insurance payment out on the laptop separate from the laptop. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. And he's like, yeah, that's that's really good news because that means your laptop's getting ready to ship. And I was like, yes, maybe it is going to get here before we go on vacation. And he said, hey, you know what, for calling in, I'm going to um, change the shipping on your order to expedite it so you'll get it next day free. And I was like, what? Thank you so much. Favor of God. I began to thank God. Thank you for your favor on my life. And so yesterday while I was at the dentist appointment with my son, Benaya, my mom who was watching my children text me and she said, your laptop arrived. Another way that God just shows his faithfulness. It's listen. God cares about what you care about. It's important to your father. I don't, maybe you're listening and you, you don't have an ideal relationship with your earthly father, your heavenly father. He is good. And he cares about the smallest thing in your life to the mountain in your life. He cares about the valleys and he cares about the mountains and everything in between. And so I just want to encourage you that 
nothing is too small that the Lord can't show himself faithful in. Nothing is too big that God can't show himself faithful in. And he wants to show himself faithful. He wants you to see his faithfulness. But then he wants you to open your mouth and share his faithfulness with others. I love the scripture in Psalms that says, Tell of his wondrous deeds among the people. We've got to be talking about how good our Father is. We've got to be boasting in the Lord, as Paul says. Um, And so these are just some little stories over the last few days, week, of just God's faithfulness. I, I love I just love watching him show up and be faithful. Um, it never gets old. You know, I, I sign my books that when people order books and um, from my website, I sign them and I always end it with God is ever faithful. If I had, if there's one thing I could say about God in my testimony is that he's faithful. He is faithful even when he answers in a way that maybe I didn't anticipate him answering, he's still faithful. Even when his his responses are delayed, he's still faithful. Even if he doesn't answer the way I thought he should or how or late, in my opinion, he's still faithful. If he gives me greater than what I asked for, he's still faithful. God is so faithful. So I want to encourage you in your own life, how over the last 24 hours, 48 this week, the last year, we're we're halfway through 2022. How has God shown himself faithful in your life? You know, when we reflect on the faithfulness of God, it begins to make us thankful. We begin, our eyes are open and we begin to realize just how blessed we are to have a heavenly father who loves us and cares for us. We begin to recognize that he really hasn't left us or forsaken us. We begin to recognize that he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. When we begin to meditate and search out the ways God has been faithful to us, it increases our faith to believe him for more. It it spurs us forward in our relationship with him going deeper and more intimate. It makes us realize, hey, God can be trusted. God is safe. He, he, he's God. My feelings are safe with God. My life is safe in him. I am safe in him. He can be trusted. He is faithful. And so I I want to leave you with that. I want you to search out. I want you to make time, maybe as you're driving, and just begin to think of how God has been faithful. And then be encouraged for whatever you're believing for now, whatever you're asking Him for now. That if He was faithful then, He's going to be faithful now, and He's going to be faithful for forever. He cannot be faithful He's faithful. He's the very essence of faithful. And that his heart is motivated by love. He loves you. And that's why he's faithful. He loves you. He cares for you. 
He wants to show himself faithful in your life, in your spouse's life, in your children's life, in your neighbor's life, in your friend's life, in the life of the man who's ringing up your groceries. He is faithful. And so I just want to pray for you. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you are faithful. I thank you that you're a faithful God. I thank you that you're faithful through the generations. I thank you, God, that when when we ask you to do something, that you hear us and that you move. I thank you, God, that, that you are faithful to fulfill the call that's been placed on the lives of your children. I thank you, God, that you're faithful to us in the brokenness. I thank you that you're faithful to us in the sorrow. I thank you that you're faithful to us in the pain. I thank you that you're faithful to us in the joy and on the mountaintop. I thank you that you're faithful to our spouses. I thank you, God, that you show yourself faithful to our children and that you desire for them to encounter you as the faithful one. I thank you, God, that you never leave us or forsake us. I thank you that you who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. I thank you, God, that those who are mourning today shall be comforted by you. I thank you that you can take the brokenness of those listening and you can turn it into something beautiful. That you don't waste pain, that you are faithful to take their pain and turn it around for their good. Romans 8, 28. I thank you, God, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we're made in your image, that we're image bearers. I thank you, God, that you've called us to a greater standard. I thank you, God, that you've called us to be men and women of integrity and honor and good character. I thank you, God, that as we live and move and be, you hold us together. I thank you, God, that if we're alive, you're not done. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, for showing yourself faithful. And I ask right now for those listening to my voice, God, that they would take time to search out their own lives and how you've shown yourself faithful and that they would give you glory. God, and that you would, those who are holding on for you to show yourself faithful, that you would do it yet again that they would have Ebenezer stones, that they would build an altar of remembrance, that their faith would be increased as they meditate on your faithfulness, and that they would open up their mouth and testify of your goodness, of your faithfulness to others. God, I thank you. I thank you for your faithfulness in my life and how you've shown your faithfulness to my kids. And God, your word says that you're no respecter of persons. What you do for one child, you'll do for another. And so I ask right now that you do it for your children who are listening. Thank you. Thank you. I bless you, Jesus. I bless you, Father. Thank you. Great is thy faithfulness. I declare victory over your your life, if you're listening right now, I declare victory that was shed on Calvary. Jesus paid the price for you to walk in victory, and I declare victory over all areas of your life. I declare that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word over your situation. 
And I declare that God is ever faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that is going to conclude our episode today on Testimonies with Tiffany. Remember, the next few episodes, I'm going to be having some youth on. And their testimonies are going to shake you. How God showed up and showed off. So I want to encourage you to make sure to, to listen in the weeks ahead. And, and um, today, take time to see how God's been faithful in your life. And thank Him for it. You won't be sorry you did. So that's all today on Testimonies with Tiffany. Remember, you do what's possible and let God do what's impossible. Thanks for listening to Testimonies with Tiffany. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review online. To catch all the latest from Tiffany, you can follow her on Instagram at TiffertOm, and you can subscribe to her email list to get exclusive updates at TravisAndTiffanyTombry.com. That's all spelled out. (laughs) Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.